Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas. He's my congressman. It's Congressman Chip Roy. How are you, Chip? Good, Joe. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm doing okay. Although watching, you know, a lot of things unfold uh, from this administration drives me absolutely batty. I want to get to the border in a second because Biden was just in Arizona and again didn't visit the border. I know that there's a, a plan that you want that you want to put in place here in Texas that would do something about that. I want to get to that in earnest. But the breaking news today is that WNBA superstar, the woman who hates the Star Spangled Banner and has denigrated this country as much as she can, <laughs> Brittany Griner is home. The Biden administration made a deal to get her home. Now, Jeff, you and I have not talked about this ever. I'll say this. I think it was stupid that she got nine years for a little cannabis oil in her vape. That's stupid, but it's a Russian law, whatever. Her coming home is fine with me. But we left this, this, this Marine, Paul Whelan, back there in Russia as we gave up a terrorist to get Brittany Griner back. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you just said it. I mean, anybody listening to that would shake their head. I mean, literally, anybody sane listening to that would shake their head. I got pulled outside of the Capitol uh, walking off the floor today. Somebody asked me, well, what do you think about Brittany Griner? I was like, wait, well, I don't even know what happened. I mean, I'm trying to focus on border security, right. you know, trying to deal with the you know, NDAA. And he said, well, there's a big deal. And I was like, well, what did we have to give up? And I was like, oh, we gave up an arm dealer for, for an NBA star who craps all over America all the time. I'm yes. like, this is ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, you, you're right. We're, we got heroes left in Russia. You know, and she knew what she was doing, like, you know, breaking Russia law, going over there. I mean, don't be an idiot. And yeah. and like, I, I'm, I'm I'm glad to have an American not in Russia back home in, in, in general terms. But but I'm not want to give up an arms dealer in order to get get her back. I'd rather get a hero back. And Nancy Pelosi made some uh, some connection to the uh, the respective marriage act because Brittany Griner's gay. She's got a wife. She was already gay and already had a wife. This this passage of this act doesn't really change that. But they're always looking for a political angle, aren't they? They're always looking for some woke angle to highlight and pretend like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, everything they do is through this uh, through that lens, right? They want to divide us. They want to make it everything about the, the woke stuff today, right? Passing the so-called marriage bill. I don't know what you call it, marriage respect bill, uh, which, by the way, completely steps up. <laughs> all over our religious liberty and, and it gives them a sword to go after you if you dare disagree right. with the woke establishment that uh, that you know and believe in traditional marriage uh we're gonna have to fight this for years to come and sadly 39 republicans in the house still voted for it but uh yeah that's what they want to do they want to divide us they want to do identity politics but you know what they, they that's that's a backward looking thing you know looking at uh, you know our past and dividing us we want to look forward how we can unite this country and and uh, that's what we got our job to do as Republicans. Uh, it's Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. You can go to roy.house.gov. Um, Chip, you might not want to answer this, and it's fine if you don't want to. I think that Mitch McConnell didn't want the Senate back. And here's why I say that. You had an opportunity with um, with Blake Masters in Arizona, and he was outspent by about $70 million. You had an opportunity to get rid of a moderate in Alaska with, with uh, Kelly Chewbacca, and Mitch McConnell literally was funding the opposition to Chewbacca. You had an opportunity with, um, uh, with Herschel Walker, and I think it was three times he was outspent by Warnock and by the Democrats. I get the feeling, and maybe I'm wrong, that Mitch McConnell didn't want the majority back because maybe, just maybe, and again, if you don't want to opine, it's fine, he didn't want anybody who was in any connection with Trump to win. Anything on that? Well, I would say it this way. Uh, there's a clear um, pattern in the swamp of swamp critters wanting to protect swamp critters and or attract more people to the swamp that yes. they can do their deals with. They don't want people here who are going to challenge the status quo. You know, for example, wasn't like Mitch McConnell was running to the defense of Mike Lee when he was getting attacked by Evan McMullen. Exactly. Right. Mike, Mike Lee is a conservative hero. 
and somebody that that's here. And it's not like he leaned on Mitt Romney, who was the only senator who didn't give Mike Lee any money and didn't stand up in defense of Mike Lee. And he's his actually home state senator. Why do I bring up Mitt Romney? Because Mitch McConnell could do something about that. Hey, Mitt, you're going to lose your committee ship if you don't get with the program and stand up with your guy, Mike Lee, who's one of us. We can disagree with him. But we're together here. We're going to try to make sure we have a Republican majority, including conservatives like Mike. There's a lot of picking winners and losers here. And that's at the center of some of the debates we're having about our own leadership question in the House and whether or not we're going to make sure we take Republican leadership out of primaries, which is where they where, where we should go. Uh, it's Chip Roy, uh, U.S. Representative, District 21, the great state of Texas. Let's talk about the House of Representatives. You did a video the other day that your team sent me. You might have actually sent it. And, and you outlined um, the concerns and worries by some Republicans that a Democrat could actually be the Speaker of the House if Republicans don't congeal behind one guy. Is that the case? Yeah, no. I mean, I did that with uh, Ben Dominich where I kind of outlined the, the way this actually works. And, and look, we get there on January 3rd. You're going to have votes and you go through the motions. And here's the deal. I don't believe, I think it's only one time since 1932 that any member has crossed the aisle in the speaker vote, and that was trafficant, and he ended up in jail. Right, I'm not right. saying there's a correlation. Right. I'm just saying <laughs> one time, one guy. The fact here is this is a bunch of bluster because people know there's an actual debate right now about what we should do for the Republican leader position. Now, look, I haven't taken a hard position against McCarthy. My position is we need reforms, and McCarthy hasn't earned 218 yet. So I'm talking to him. I'm talking to people here. What do we need to do? Let's change the place. Stop spending money we don't have. Let's actually use the power of the purse to secure the border. Let's have bills that aren't 4,400 pages and have $860 billion in it like I voted on today in the NDAA with 39 hours to review it, even though we have a 72-hour rule to read the bill. Right. How about single-subject bills? How about germane amendments? How about allowing me to offer an amendment? How about committees that are actually run by conservatives instead of the cardinals in this town? And how about a vacate the chair rule that has been in place since the Jefferson manual? There are things we need to do to make this institution run properly, and that's what I'm fighting for. It's uh, Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. He's my U.S. representative in my district. Um, I've got to ask you about the NDAA. That's the National Defense Authorization Act. Is that what that is? That is. Okay, so uh, my concern is that there are oftentimes things in there that have nothing to do with defense. And they do that because if you try to rail against it, saying that doesn't work and I don't want to do that, the the other side says, "Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to fund our military. You hate the military." Right. What's in there right now that concerns you the most, and, and uh, is it going to get done? Well, great. Thanks for the question. Number one, as I said, we got this bill. We had to decide and vote on it within less than forty-eight hours. It was forty-four hundred pages, eight hundred and sixty billion, wow. about fifty billion over the president's request, nine percent increase in spending. And here's the thing: buried in the bill are a bunch of provisions we don't like. But let me pause and say, we did get at least a step forward on the vaccine mandate. Now, we, we complain a lot about this town. Yes. But this is an upside. We got movement on the vaccine mandate. Now, look, I don't think it's that strong. You already have the chairman, the Democratic chairman of the House Armed Services Committee saying, well, you know what? They might be able to issue a new memo with new guidance about the vaccines. So we shouldn't get, you know, have a parade yet. Yeah. But we at least took a step forward on that. But there still aren't reinstatements. There still aren't uh, protections uh, with respect to retaliation. Their records aren't clean to honorable discharge yet. So we got a lot of improvements we need to do there. They stuck all sorts of provisions in there, like a gun safe storage storage uh, program for our military. There's a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion programs that are in there. There's green stuff in there. For example, I think there was a mandate that they have all of their non-tactical vehicles be uh, you know emissions free by 2035. Come on. 
There's five billion dollars for more uh, COVID money to go across the world for more, you know, pandemic uh, combating more cam- pandemic stuff. Five billion, just another five billion. But look, that stuff. And there's there's hundreds of examples. At the end of the day, I don't want to vote against the NDAA. That's our men and women in uniform. Right. I want us to be united around that. But it's always this big package filled with garbage dropped in at the last minute. So my job is to stand up and say enough of that. So I voted no. Chip, there is no science today that would support a vaccine mandate for anybody. None. Yeah. It's still EUA. It's still emergency usage. It's still uh, you, you should have informed consent. That's the law of the world, not just of our country. How we ever got rid of anybody in the military or tried to mandate this jab is is crazy to me. Why is there still an argument? The Biden administration, through Karine Jean-Pierre, still says the president still supports the mandate. On what grounds, Chip? Don't they have to offer something that would suggest that it benefits yeah, well, first of all, we held a hearing here in Washington where we had three of the top doctors who understand this stuff. Uh, Dr. Scott Atlas, for example, um, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Martin Koldorf, they came in and testified. I asked each and every one of them, is there any reason whatsoever where a young, healthy uh, men and women uh, who need to take a vaccine like this? And literally, they didn't even hesitate. They said, no, no, no. This is about politics. The brass don't want to admit that they were wrong. The brass want to be able to have control, and they don't want to walk away from their ability to mandate that their men and women in uniform get shots. And look, we all recognize there are certain things you need to get for highly communicable diseases. This is not one of them. There's no basis in science for it. And, and by the it's way, the, those, that, those that are mandated, you know this, are perfect vaccines. They really do prevent you from getting it and spreading it. This vaccine right. doesn't. Yeah, and as you and I have talked about on this show, my father had polio. He's yes. 80. He lives down the road from you and me and Blanco. And he's uh, debilitated because of polio. He gets around, but he, I'm glad that I and my son and daughter could get the polio vaccine. Yes. Like they're, but, but this is ridiculous. Politicized. The brass, they wanted to keep it. It was a power play. It's political. The White House wants to keep it for politics. And nobody wants to admit that they screwed up. And I promise you, they don't want to have hearings about the origins. They don't want to have hearings about the efficacy of the vaccines. They don't want to have hearings about the side effects of the vaccines. They don't want to have hearings about any of those things to get to the truth. But we're going to do that, I hope. All of that needs to happen as soon as you guys take over in the House. It's Chip Roy, U.S. Representative. Let's get into the border. Uh, the president, it, it, in his 50 years in public office, Joe Biden has never been to the southern border. That's a fact. When you search Nexus Lexus, he drove past it once from El Paso to New Mexico while campaigning in 2008 to be the vice president. He could have looked to the left and waved at Mexico, but he never stopped, talked to the Border Patrol. He never stopped and saw it firsthand. He went to Arizona the other day. When asked why he's not going to go, he said because there's a more important thing going on there. Chip, I don't know what's more important than the southern border when we've got five million in two years coming across illegally, and now we've got non-governmental agencies working with the government and, <clears throat> and processing people in Mexico so we don't even count them when they come across the border illegally anymore. The, n- number one, shouldn't he go? Number two, how does the House, by taking over, how can, they get, how can you affect change next year? Yeah, well, number one, uh, I guarantee you that the border situation is important to the family of Raul Gonzalez, the Border Patrol agent Just who died. Killed. Yep. Uh, just the night before last mm. uh, in the line of duty. I guarantee you that the border patrol, that the border situation is important to the families, the moms of the kids that are dying from fentanyl poisoning. How about the 53 migrants who cooked in a trailer in San Antonio you and I have talked about, or the almost 1,000 migrants who have died crossing the Rio Grande? We could go down the list of all the damage and all the harm being done, the little girls being sold in the sex trafficking trade, and for this president to just blindly dismiss that and just say, you know what? Oh, there are more things that are more important. It tells you that it is callous. It is a callous disregard for human suffering. 
And it is pathetic from the president of the United States. And look, what do we do about it? We stand up together like the Texas delegation did today in front of a microphone. And we get serious about border security. Don't let them conflate immigration and border security. We, have, we put together a plan today, right, to secure the border, a framework by Texans for Texas. We got together and we broke it down into four categories. We need to have the physical infrastructure like the wall and clearing the cane and making sure that we have clear roads for border patrol. We want to make sure that we have enforcement policies so that you can turn people away so you're no longer encountering and releasing, but you're actually uh, detaining or turning away. You need ICE enforcement interior, and then you need to go after the cartels. And we say this, we lay it out in a plan. It'll be on my website. We're circulating it. And look, here's why it matters. This has never happened before. To have the entire Texas delegation sitting up in front of a microphone from Kay Granger, the appropriations chairwoman to be, Michael McCall, the former uh, Homeland Security chair and now the the foreign relations chair, uh, Chip Roy, Dan Crenshaw, and Myra Flores and Monica De La Cruz talking about how important it is to South Texas. We stood up and we took a position on securing the border. We're going to push it. We're going to work with Ted Cruz and John Cornyn. We're going to work with Greg Abbott and the Texas Ledge. But we're not going to stand silent. And the last point is we need Republican leadership to use the power of the purse in Washington to demand change. Don't give them money if they're not going to do what they need to do to stop the, the bleeding at the border. I love it. But, Chip, how does it work? And, and you and I have talked about this before, but spell it out again, if you don't mind, for my audience and for me. You do have the power of the purse strings. Can you literally take the funding away from 87,000 new IRS employees and put it on building the border and getting more border patrol? Can you do that without the Senate agreeing and without Biden signing it? Do you have the the autonomy as the House, because you control the money, to do that? Well, it depends on whether uh, our leadership has the stones, as they say, to step up and do the right thing. Look, we don't have we don't have 60 votes in the Senate and the White House doesn't want to do anything. But here's the thing. When the founders gave us the power of the purse, read Federalist 58, it said it is the most powerful check you can have for the people's house against a tyrannical executive branch. Yes. So it is our job. So when we get to a spending fight, whether that's in February or March, whether that's next September at the end of the fiscal year, we have a job. And that is to attach riders or to force them to adopt certain bills in exchange for the funding of government. And we can't cry in the corner going, oh, my God, they're going to accuse us of shutdown. We got to message it. We got a message that we're going to fund the fund the government and keep it going. But they are not going to get a full funding bill if they don't work with us to do our job and secure the border. Maybe we should do 24 hour CRs and not leave this town. That's what I would do. Nobody's leaving the town. We will just do 24 hour continuing resolution after 24 hour continuing resolution every day. For the next two years, unless you jackasses do your job and secure the border. But that's going to take a backbone. And as we yeah. already established, you've got a bunch of establishment people that maybe some would call rhinos, Republican name only, that want to go and have the three martini lunches with their Democrat uh, you know, counterparts. They really aren't in it like you're in it. Is there enough? Because, again, we're getting more Chip Roy's and more Matt Gates's and more MTG's, and we're getting more people with voices who are not afraid to stand up for what's right versus what's wrong. Are there enough now? I think there's a growing number, but, but but here's the thing. Remember, we've got, I think, a more conservative House, uh, and we've got people who understand and have gone through some of these fights before. Right. So our job now is to stand up and demand it. And that's all I'm saying, is that if we go out and put this out there and force it, then we can force action. This is at the heart of the Speaker's fight right now. This is why I'm raising questions about the Speaker's race. It's not personal. 
And I haven't said one way or the other, oh, yeah, I'm against Jerem Ford. What I've said is I want change. I want a plan. I want the rules of the road to be set up so that we can go fight. I understand I can't get everything I want, Joe. We're not going to get what you and I want. Let me just go ahead and warn everybody. We're not going to get everything we want. But we should damn well get a stop to the unbelievable destruction at the border by demanding that they turn away or detain. We can fight to get that if we'll just do it. I pray you guys get it done. It's Chip Roy, U.S. Representative, District 21, Republican, great state of Texas. He's my U.S. Representative. Listen, man, I appreciate everything that you've done for us. Let's keep on fighting the fight. Merry Christmas, if I don't talk to you before, to you and to your family. And thanks a lot for all you've done for us. Hey, thank you, Joe. Thanks for what you do and making sure everybody knows what's going on. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. God bless. All right, brother. God bless. We'll talk soon. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. We appreciate Chip Roy stopping by. Carrie, I've got some people in the chat room who wanted to see the shirt, so I'm going to show them the shirt. Mm, okay. I'll take down your name for a second so they can actually see the shirt. Boom. That's somehow allegedly racist, <laughs> which of course it isn't. That's really, really stupid, to be honest with you. Yes. I appreciate okay. that, Carrie. Thank you. All right. So next hour, we're going to talk about, about uh, mozzarella sticks. You white people say mozzarella. Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella sticks. Mm. We're going to talk about those next hour, which are always yummy. By the way, uh, you've got to go and order by the 12th. I believe it's the 12th of this month, so four more days at JoePags.com slash store. JoePags.com slash store. Let's go Brandon stuff there, Joe Pag show stuff there, Chocolate Voice stuff there. Go there and check it out. We've got a great assortment of shirts and, and hoodies and, and uh, golf shirts and hats and stickers and all sorts of stuff. Mugs. Go make it happen right now. Again, you've got time, a few days. JoePags.com slash store. Make sure you check out Instagram where I'm doing those short videos. A couple of short videos doing very good business today. Instagram is Joe Talk Show. We're back after this. This is the Joe Pags Show.